Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and today I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is called My Beautiful Creator. Here we go. You are my beautiful creator, the air in which I breathe. My beautiful creator, to you, songs I sing. My beautiful creator, you are my heartbeat. My creator who keeps me living. You made my life new. And I truly adore you. You are my heart. You bring me joy. Your mercies are new every morning. Each day goes by and I diligently seek you. I appreciate and notice the little things you do. All that you have created, you want to worship you. Your blessings overflow, and I need for you to know that I not only honor you, I praise and worship you too. For who you are and what you do, my beautiful creator, I love you. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today, for those of you who truly listen to my episodes on a regular basis, (laughs) y'all know how we do it. So, today I want to talk about purpose. What exactly does purpose mean? And so I like to get the definition of certain words on purpose so that hopefully those listening can be on one accord with me. So, according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, Purpose means the reason for which something is done or created or which something exists, as well as have as one's intention or objective. So when you think of this word purpose, what exactly comes to your mind? Do you ever take time to ask the question, what is my purpose on this planet? Now, do any of you remember the book, A Purpose Driven Life? It was written by author Rick Warren. So I have a small confession. (laughs) Honestly, I never was able to make it through the first chapter of that book. Maybe because for many, many years, I struggled with the word purpose. I had been so programmed to believe in one way or another that my life 
did not have a purpose. So it was hard for me to receive just the first few paragraphs of that book. However, word has it that it's an excellent book and it is now on my to-do list to read. But do you know that there are many people on this planet who still believe that they don't have a purpose in life? They still believe that way. Why do you think that is? Are you surrounding yourself with people who suck the life right out of you? Or are you surrounded by people who speak life back into you? Sometimes we must change our atmosphere so that we can change the perceptions that we have of our own selves. If you hear a lie long enough, if you are not careful, you may be quick. And if you're not, if you hear a lie long enough, and if you are not careful, and if you're not quick to rebuke the lie that you hear or the lies that you hear concerning you and replace those lies with the truth where a lot of us utilize the Bible in terms of speaking certain scriptures over us because those scriptures give life to us. They give us a perception of what our lives can be. For example, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That is allowing you to speak purpose into your life. However, if you don't operate in terms of replacing the lie with the truth, you may eventually begin to believe those lies. So how do we replace stinking thinking with more meaningful thoughts, more purpose-driven thoughts, more prophetic thoughts concerning our destiny and discover our purpose? Well, let's dive right into it, shall we? For starters, this is my personal opinion. What we could do is pay close attention to how other people view us as well as how we view ourselves. If you must take a moment to write the thoughts down for maybe a week or so, Do it intentionally and pay very close attention to what is being said about you, whether it is intentionally or it is unintentionally. Also, pay attention to your own thoughts towards yourself. For example, if whenever you're looking in the mirror and you see all of the negative. Pay attention to those thoughts. Write them down if you have to. You're not owning them. You're acknowledging them so that you can get them and remove them out the way and replace them with more positive thinking. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you 
look at yourself or if you view yourself in a negative light, it may be harder for you to see your purpose because you cannot see past the negativity. So if you're wanting to reframe how you view yourself, one of the things that you may want to do is get all that stinking thinking out of the way. And then you start to replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. As a man thinketh, so is he. If there is something or someone that you aspire to be like, if there is something that you aspire to do, start to call those things that be not as though they are. Start to speak those things into the atmosphere so that they formulate eventually, they manifest, they come into fruition. Because you begin to think those things, eventually they will manifest. So start to speak your purpose out loud. Remember, you are the common denominator. I remember doing this, but I didn't do it on purpose. It was because I was instructed to do so by this pastor at the time. I was going through a phase in my life because I was newly divorced. I had also relocated into a totally different city. And I was very curious to know what in the world I was good at concerning my church family at the time and concerning ministry. So I attended this class in that church and the class was supposed to help some of the members figure out what they were good at in regards to their gifts and their talents. Remember, according to the Bible, our gifts and our talents come without repentance. Therefore, what I wanted to do was understand what my gifts and talents were. And how I could best utilize them, not only in the church as a volunteer, but also as an ambassador for the heavenly kingdom. And the pastor at that time had us as members looking within ourselves to ask ourselves important questions so that we could narrow down where in the church we would best be suited for and most helpful when it came to serving the community as well as the church members. Some, for some, they were ushers. For others, they may have been part of the food ministry. For others, they were part of the prayer ministry and others for wellness. The list goes on. However, it didn't take me long to discover that one of the things I was genuinely good at was encouraging other people. The next thing was praying and interceding for other people. And last but not least, ministering or counseling other people, ministering to or counseling other people. These gifts came natural for me because I am a people's person. So I was naturally give, driven to help people, whether it be emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, 
you name it. The, the, they call it the gift of helps. But the arena that I flow in is a little bit different than the gift of helps, in my opinion. So I'm more geared toward ministering to people and encouraging people. Um, but yes, it, it falls up under that um, umbrella of the gift of helps. But either way it goes, it's a part of my DNA and it's something that I've known for a long, 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 long time. I remember I was 16 years old, 16, and people would come to me in high school and I would, they would literally confide in me, tell me their whole life's history and expect me to have an answer to solve their problem. That's something that I've been doing and dealing with my entire life. So, yeah, it, I do have the ministry of helps, but it's more geared toward encouraging and ministering too. But nevertheless, it is in my DNA to serve people. Maybe this is why I've been associated with customer service in some way, form or fashion my entire life. Literally, <laughs> because serving people is just what I do. However, what is my purpose? Why do I serve people? What am I trying to create? Could it be peace? Peace of mind? A peaceful encounter? Peace. <laughs> Peace be still. What is it? <laughs> Only time will tell. However, what may be an even more important question is, how exactly can we discover what our purpose is on this earth? So what I'm going to try to attempt to do is dig a little deeper and offer you, as well as myself, a few suggestions. But before I go there, have y'all heard about the one-minute elevator pitch? Let's touch on that briefly. Go with me for a moment. <laughs> In short, an elevator pitch pun intended, is a description of an idea, purpose, or company spoken to someone in an elevator, per se, which gives that individual a clearer picture of what you are trying to convey to them in just a few words. For example... Let's say I am on an elevator with the CEO of a radio station. As we are going to the top, she asked me, what exactly do I do? So I tell her in confidence, I am a purpose pusher content creator who speaks on an international podcast which I created and I host 
called the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I encourage people to remain raw, which means real and wise, as they walk with me on my singleness journey while I wait for my purpose partner to manifest. Now, that was less than one minute, but it told the CEO everything I believe that they needed to hear and it will hopefully give the CEO food for thought if she is considering me as a candidate for her company. Notice how I says she. Yes, this was done intentionally because March (laughs) is Women's History Month and today is March 17th of 2022. You're welcome, ladies. Who runs this world? Girls. And my Beyonce, <laughs> my Beyonce voice. So before we continue, I wanted to give you the example of an elevator pitch. Because if you can write your elevator pitch down in terms of what your purpose is on earth, you will be writing your vision down and making it plain. And if you aren't totally sold out yet on what your purpose truly is, how about if you write it down, make it plain, and begin to repeat it on a daily basis? This could potentially become one of your vision statements, as well as your daily mantra. And before long, if you're not careful... (laughs) you may actually either find yourself seeing your purpose more clearly or believing in your purpose all together. And if nothing else, you are replacing your stinking thinking with words that affirm you as well as edify you rather than agreeing with the lies which were once spoken over you and those lies that you repeated yourself. I really do hope this is helping somebody. Okay, so let's continue. How exactly can you discover what your purpose here on earth is? I'm just going to give you a few suggestions. For starters, have you ever heard the words, it is better to give than it is to receive? Well, one of the ways that you can begin to discover your purpose is by giving. And not just financially, you can give your time, your ideas, your suggestions, etc. However, by doing some of these, you might fool around and discover your natural born purpose. (laughs) Remember how I said, remember how I said earlier that while I attended a church class, that's where I discovered some of my gifts and talents, talents which could be used at the church as well as serve those in the community. Well, serving in your community, becoming a part of your community is also another way that you can discover your purpose. Now, for those of you who have listened to any of my episodes on the Dear Future Hubby podcast, thank you for listening, by the way. I love (laughs) y'all. For any length of time, you are very much aware of the fact that I talk about those things which have 
brought me so much pain throughout the years of my life. Whether it be through my poetry book, A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, or my real-time experiences, because I'm so transparent in regards to those things which have caused me pain. But this can be applied towards my purpose, and it could help me to discover my purpose. So if that helps me, the same goes for you too, because God has no respect of persons. So if sharing your pain by doing so not only helps you, but it could also help you to discover your true purpose. Because it can be applied not only towards your purpose, but it can help others be encouraged not to give up on themselves, even when other people give up on them. Because you haven't seen the end just yet. I truly believe that God has the final say. And just because you hear a few no's, that doesn't mean that you will never hear one or two yeses. In fact, if you learn how to redirect those no's and begin to see them as stepping stones instead of stumbling blocks, then you can be right around the corner from your definite yes. So turn your pain into purpose. Comedians Kevin Hart and Steve Harvey both did that. Actor Tyler Perry, y'all, I don't know why I can't speak on today. (laughs) Um, Actor Tyler Perry did it too. The list goes on. Don't you dare give up on you. And for those of you that have never heard that episode, you might want to scroll through my episodes and look that one up where I literally speak to you not giving up on you. That's a very present message at this given time. However, one of the things that um, came to my mind when I was thinking about the stepping stones is that there is a, excuse me, there's a company that I'm affiliated with. And um, one of the assignments that they have given us multiple times throughout the year is to see how many no's we can get. And at first thought, it's easy to be like, why would I want to like make that a goal is to get a no? Who in the world in their quote unquote right mind wants to go for a no? But what they were trying to do is condition us that if you work hard enough, you really have the power to turn that no into a yes or even a maybe, or even a later, or even a not now. It doesn't have, just because it starts off as a no, depending on how you learn to maneuver that situation, you could actually end up with a solid yes. And so it's an exercise that they use for us to get the stinking thinking out of the way. Because a lot of times we have already answered for the other person, never giving them an opportunity to answer for themselves. We do this in relationships all the time, do we not? We automatically assume because whatever it looks like, oh, that must be it. No, I'm not going to ask them because they're going to say no. 
Mm, no, I don't want to tackle that because they're going to give me a hard time. We answer for them. We do that a lot. We do that at work. We do that with our family. We do that with our friends. Oh, I'm not going to call her because she's too busy. Oh, I really want her to go with me on this trip. But no, she got too much going on. We do all of that and we never take the time out to ask. So maybe being conditioned to accept the no and work around, not necessarily accept it, but work around it can help us to discover our true purpose. Because just because it starts off as a no doesn't mean it's always going to stay a no. Be courageous. Discover those things that you are most passionate about. Who knows? You just may stumble on your purpose. I talked about being a coward versus a non-coward on one of my most recent episodes. And I believe in order for you to truly discover your purpose, you've got to operate as a non-coward. You can't be afraid of no. You can't be afraid of rejection. You can't be afraid of all of the things that would try to keep you from truly discovering your purpose. Instead, you got to do the opposite. You got to jump. You got to believe in yourself. You got to affirm yourself. You got to be confident in I know what it looks like right now, but this is not going to always be what it is. I think about how I literally, when I was praying about starting this podcast and I was like, "Ooh, Lord, you know, I tried this before and it didn't really go over well. I was told, you know, this may not be what I need to do. (laughs) What if I would have stopped with that? Yeah. What if I would have let that be the narrative of my life? Someone told me that they couldn't see me doing it. So I stopped right there. Maybe it was never meant for them to have that vision. Maybe because that's not a part of their purpose. And I think it's quite ironic that that very person that almost stifled me with her words is now one of my greatest cheerleaders. I also think it's ironic that I took a chance on me against all odds. And by doing that, I am slowly but surely discovering my purpose. I have come to the realization that it is not meant for everyone to co-sign. When you see your vision, it's your vision. No one else truly has to grasp your vision. That's between you and God. It's really personal. If they hold on, great. If they let go, that's okay too. I'm learning that. But had I accepted the no, (laughs) we wouldn't have over 5,300 listens in less than 15 months. And y'all made that possible. But I had to first believe that I would be successful before I actually became successful. You have to be willing to change your narrative. You have to be willing to speak those things that be not as though they are. You have to be willing to believe in yourself, even if others don't. You have to be willing to see it. I heard someone say a few days ago, it might have actually been this morning, but I heard someone say, you can't get to it until you see it. 
And that's true. If you don't see yourself being successful, if you don't see yourself reaching that goal, if you don't see yourself fulfilling that dream, if you don't see it, it's not going to come to pass because you have to be able to see it. And that's the same with your purpose. You got to be able to see that you have a purpose, even when others tell you that you don't. Don't believe the lies. The lies are going to come. Remember, the enemy comes to kill, to steal and to destroy. The lies are going to come. You've got to be willing to tell yourself the truth. And make sure that you are being grateful. Sometimes you may run across someone who literally has a desire to climb the corporate ladder by any means necessary. And they can be so driven that they overlook the fact that they are doing great right where they are. Take a moment to take a breath and just breathe. Breathe in the fact that you're in that moment. Breathe in the fact that you currently have a job. Breathe in the fact that you currently are at least fulfilling a portion of your purpose. Take time to reflect. You are a lot further than you thought you would ever be. Take that in. Enjoy the process. Be grateful and express your gratitude. And do it in such a way that blesses you right now. Not the, when I get to this point, I'll rejoice. No, rejoice now in your now. You are already where you need to be. And a lot of times we have a tendency to forget that. Be grateful and the rest will follow suit. Do all you can to focus on your growth all the way around. Part of discovering your purpose isn't just about finding out what you are good at. It is also discovering what you are bad at, too. I know for a fact that I am bad at staying consistent with working out. I may set my mind to do 30 minutes every other day. I'm going to tell y'all right now, it did not come to pass. Okay. (laughs) So now what I do when I am sitting at my desk, instead of psyching myself out and saying, girl, you're going to walk 30 minutes every other day. I will grab, I went, I had to go buy me some weights. And I now can sit at my desk and I can do my arm lifts. I can do the, I can do all of that triceps and all of that. I can do, I have like this little uh, machine where you can kind of make your legs. I forgot what they call it. But anyway, it's good for your thighs where I can just work that while I'm sitting and working because that's right now more reasonable for me than making up my mind to go walk 30 minutes every other day. And so until I get to the point where I reframe that and how I view working out, I had to figure out a way to still get a workout in, if that makes sense. That didn't work for everyone, but it works for me. I also started parking further. So because that way, at least I know I got to walk further in order for me to get to my destination. So I just started doing little bitty tweaks on purpose. Because five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there, it all adds up. So it may not be consecutively 30 minutes, but if you do vary a variation of things, you'll get your 30-minute workout in. And 
that's just one example. Last but not least, take time out to visit with people who inspire you the most. For me, it's my children and now it is my grandchild. So if you are someone like if you've ever been in my presence or you've ever been around me, you can honestly attest to this. If I am talking about my children, I'm going to light up. If I am talking about my grandchild, I'm going to light up. The people that I hold near and dear to my heart, when I talk about them, my energy changes. It's just an automatic. It's nothing that they have to do. It's just whenever I talk about them, my energy changes. Be around people where your energy changes for the better on purpose, on purpose. We're talking about purpose. So do that on purpose. Also. It's because these my children, they inspire me. My children are my why. Everyone has a different reason why they have their why. My children are my why. And to be honest with you, God may tell me something different when I meet him face to face. But in the meantime, I truly believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the reason why I survived two brain surgeries was because of the love that I have for my children. I truly believe that they are a part of my purpose. They are what drives me on a regular basis. There's a lot of things that I have tolerated for the sake of my children. They are my why. What is your why? And one of the reasons why they are my why is because I desire to leave a legacy for them that they can be extremely proud of when I have passed on. So th